This is City Radio, the official Detroit City FC podcast. Brought to you by Range Lending and Real Team Real Estate, the official real estate provider of Detroit City FC. And now for your host of City Radio, the voice of Detroit City FC, Neil Rule. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to City Radio, the official podcast of Detroit City FC. We are live at the City Clubhouse in Detroit, right across the street from Martin Luther King High School. My name is Neil Rule, the voice of LaRouge. Happy to have you with us. Remember, you can subscribe on iTunes. Just do City Radio in the search in iTunes. Click subscribe, and you are in there. Rate it, review it. Uh, You guys have been smashing that subscribe button. We certainly do appreciate it. As always, City Radio brought to you by Real Team Real Estate and Range Lending. Go to mirealteam.com slash DCFC. Check out the website they have rolling there. If you're looking to get into the real estate market, buy, sell, even refi with range lending, you certainly can do that. Interest rates are great right now. So go to the website, hit them up. They can take care of you. Uh, They did that for me. They can do it for you as well. They're good friends of mine. Certainly 1,000% trust uh, in Tom Lauer and everybody over there. So do me a favor and hit up mirealteam.com slash DCFC. Big win for... Detroit City FC against the Michigan Stars. They they were a little more pesky, I think, than everybody thought they were going to be. But uh, right now, we're going to bring in Nate Steinwasher, the keeper for Detroit City FC. And Nate, appreciate you, Carl. Yeah, give it up for Nate Steinwasher, everybody. Yeah. Bringing the the fan club out with you, Nate. How you doing, man? that's right. Great. Great. How are you, Neil? Uh, Great, man. It's good to have you out here as we talked about. Yes, for sure. And we're going to, again, if you guys have questions out there, send a tweet with hashtag City Radio. We'll get to them, man, as, as they come up. But, uh, Nate, what about that that matchup against the Michigan Stars? Uh, they, they were pesky. They packed it in. Uh, it, it maybe was a little bit less comfortable than you, you guys would have liked it for a while, but in the end, you prevailed. Yeah, I think their their game plan from the start was just to let us play and, I mean, pack the house and defend for as long as they could, try to get a counterattack here and there. And They got a couple in the first half. I think we were a little sloppy at times with the ball. But uh, once we got a hold of it in the second half, I think we did a lot better. Um, going through their gaps, breaking the lines, and then, yeah, created our chances to score. And, and what about that for you on your end, being being the keeper in that type of situation where you guys are going to have the ball for 60 70% of the match? I mean, is it hard to stay mentally engaged in that you know, you're just you're not doing anything. You're just kind of just kind of kicking it back there. Yeah, I think when when we play games like that against opponents that I mean, we'll have the ball majority of the game. I think the the most important thing is that like I have to communicate. I have to make sure every everyone's in the right position at the right time as we're building it. You know, make sure our defenders are taking account for all the forwards and you know making sure Carroll's not going too far, Jalen's not going too far, and our outside backs aren't getting too high up. So just it, keeping Steve, everything does organized. Does Steven do that off? No, no, Carol doesn't do it. Yet. No, no, I think I think we're pretty organized from the back. Uh, yeah, you take you take pride part. in that. Yeah, because you you, you are course. essentially the quarterback. Back yeah, there, man. of course. I mean, I think it starts from me. I see everything, and they trust me. I know they I, I know they trust me when I say anything on the field. Uh, so yeah, just keeping it organized. And when we keep the clean sheet, I, I mean, it's them, it's me, it's all, it's a team effort. So Nate Steinwasher joining us here at the City Clubhouse. We are in Detroit City Radio, the official podcast of Detroit City FC. My name is Neil Rule. So, Nate, look, man, it all comes down to this this weekend. I can say that because yeah. I'm in the media. I know you guys say, oh, it's just another match. It's just, you know, there'll be 
matches after that. I, I understand that. But make no mistake about it. It's all on the line this week. Do you, do you feel that? Be real with me. Of course, yeah. Yeah, I mean, we all feel it. This is a game we've all been up for um, since we played them last time. I and mean, we, we take every game one at a time. But uh, when the week actually came, I mean, we beat the Stars. And now it's we're all about the Cosmos. This is a game we've been looking forward to, to go to New York, to take take them down at their house. I mean, that's what that's what we live for, really, these chances that we get. Yeah, and uh, I know Mackey's here tonight. Mackey's, he, he says he's the only man in America, and he might be right. We haven't done the research on He's the only man in America that's been to every Members' Cup match uh, this season so far. But he, he's that's rolling impressive. out. Yeah. <laughs> he's rolling A out. A lot of miles right there. <laughs> <laughs> too, too many miles, he said. Yeah. But, you know, the fans will be out there. I know that City fans have circled this date on the calendar for a very long time. And you, you go into enemy territory with everything on the line. You, you don't want it any other way, do you? No, I mean, this is what, like I said, this is what we live yeah. for. I mean, we've been looking forward to it. So, yeah, it'll be a tough game. I think we've we've been preparing well. So, we're yeah, we're ready to go. Bring it on. <laughs> Absolutely. But, Nate, I, I did want to get into to your story and, and what's brought you here to City. And in college, I got a chance to call some of your matches in college. Oh, working for Oakland, obviously, you had those, those matchups in the yep. Metro Series against against the Golden Grizzlies. Unfortunately, couldn't get one of those, could we? No, yeah. no, you couldn't, yeah. Nate. I'm just here to remind you of that, you know, <laughs> remind you of that. But uh, but anyway, though, no, I, I always admired your work, certainly in college. You left Detroit Mercy as, as the all-time leader, tied for the all-time lead in, in shutouts, uh, an impeccable career. Certainly, uh, nobody can question that. what you did in college soccer. There's no doubt about that. So take us through, you walk off campus at Detroit Mercy to today at the City Clubhouse. You know, you, you spent some time in the pros over in Sweden. You did that bounce around in, in Europe for a little bit. What? How, how did that, when you walked out the, the hallways at, at Detroit Mercy, what was next? I I mean, I was dreaming of a pro career, so I, I mean, like any other guy that wants that, goes to combines. I went talk, tried to reach out to coaches, tried to get myself out there. Coming from a smaller school, it's difficult. Playing in the Horizon League, you know, you don't get as many looks as playing in the Big Ten or, you know, the Big East, so it, it's tough, but coming out, I was confident in myself, and nothing really came, so I mean, it was, look for a job at that point, and come, I think it was April, May, I got a call from uh, Ben Pierman saying, hey, our starting goal Goalkeeper, we just beat the Bucks. Our starting goalkeeper uh, has to go back to New York, and we play Louisville City next week. And that was actually my debut with Detroit City against uh, Louisville City in the U.S. Open Cup. So from there, I mean, yeah, I just kept going. I started working, and then got an opportunity to play in Sweden um, through Soccer Visa, and took it. I mean, in a heartbeat, three three months in Sweden. The team was fighting for promotion, fighting for the title, and I was sent basically with one job, just to I mean, keep clean sheets and keep the ball. And then win the title. So we did that um, in Sweden, and then yeah, ended up coming home. Well, uh, Nate, but you do that right, and you yeah. think to yourself, "All right, mission accomplished. Uh, I did exactly what I was I was brought over here to do. Where's the money? Right, the phone's right, going to be ringing. Where's yeah. the money? When do I start in the Premier League? Yeah. So we went over. I, yeah, we went over there. It was food and housing set up, and you know the goal for all of us. I think we had 11 Americans at one point, uh, full starting 11 playing in this small middle of nowhere town. Sweden in a low division I mean we're all there for one reason like 
get promoted, win the title, and then maybe this club or another club will notice us and we'll get, you know, money the next year, like food, housing, and then, you know, the living wage is obviously the goal. So we did that. Um, and at the end of the season, nothing really came. The, the club didn't want to, you know, pay any more money. So we kind of went around and went to other combines, tried out with other teams, closed trials, open trials. So you so, basically just restarted the whole yeah, process again. Exactly. Yeah, that's kind of how it goes. I came came back home, went to Iceland, played in front of some scouts there on a pro trip with Soccer Visa. Um, went around, closed trial, open tryouts. I mean, yeah, it's reaching out to every single coach you can get a hold of their email and tell them, tell them who you are, send them their resume, send them your resume and see what to happens. To break it down for everybody, it's yeah. essentially the high school process. You're, you're exactly. an overlooked high school player that yeah. wants to get into college. You're knocking on doors yourself. I mean, you're, you're trying to carve out your own path. Yeah, I mean, you're, yeah, exactly. I mean, you're sending emails. I, I made a couple phone calls, tried to get a hold of head coaches. So, I mean, you do it any, anything you can to make the living you want. And uh, that was kind of the goal at that point. Um, so, yeah, I, I got home mid-October. You know, from mid-October to mid-February, it was like every day I'm waking up, checking my email. First thing I do, is there an email from Europe? Is there an email from any coach in the USL? Is there, you know, so it's it's stressful. Like, you don't know where you're going to be. And the next week, you could get a phone call. Um, I got a phone call. I could go to Iceland, you know, but they're not going to pay anything. Like, I, I can't just fork up $1,000 to go to Iceland. I mean, it's tough. So, so it is, I mean, there's sacrifices you have to make. Sure. Um, and to an extent, you have to be willing to throw your life on the line for it um, if it's what you want to do and I was willing just it didn't turn out to how I wanted so mid-February I started working again and then I uh, got the opportunity to play with Detroit City for the first couple games and yeah I mean started working again and here I am in the fall with a great opportunity I mean yeah. with, with, with a chance to go play at New York against the yeah. Cosmos uh, you know some hardware kind of dangling in the balance and sure. nothing really is different than that first time you went over to Sweden. It's, it's essentially the same story. Oh, yeah, that's right. I mean, yeah, from the start, when Trevor James called me and said, yeah, we still, you know, we're still looking for a goalkeeper. Is there, is there any way you could make it work? So my work was fortunate enough. Plant Moran was fortunate enough to allow me to take one day um, as an extended lunch, just go to training and work earlier from home, work later from home. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of making it work right now. So it's great to have that opportunity. Um, and then for Trevor James to give me a call and put his faith in me to be here. So and, thankful and that's, for everything. That certainly is something, too, when, yeah. when Trevor James calls you, being the places he's been. I mean, you know, this this guy, Coach David Beckham in the MLS, uh, he worked for some little club called Barcelona. I'm not really sure what happened with them, but I'm sure everything worked <laughs> out Champions great. Champions League titles, I <laughs> yeah, guess that's you know, all right. I'm sure everything went well yeah. for him. You know, I don't, I'm not, didn't really keep up on him or anything like that. Nate Steinwasher joining us here. This is City Radio, the official podcast of Detroit City FC. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes and SoundCloud. Good crowd out here at the clubhouse. The leagues are going, the drinks are flowing, everybody's having fun and having a good time. Great to have you with us. My name is Neil Rule, the voice of La Rouge. So, Nate, you, you want to take some questions, man? They, people yeah, want to know on, yeah. on Twitter. I mean, it was funny because Danny Deacon's going to join us in a little bit as well, but as soon as I said, I'm, I'm bringing the heat this week, I'm bringing Nate Steinwasher, I'm bringing Danny Deacon, the, 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 the Twitter alerts just were nonstop, man. So, yeah. I, we could stay here for it's hours answering all yeah. these <laughs> questions, so maybe we will. Let's see. But, uh, Nate, let's Let's go to uh, let's go to the city radio questions, the uh, Twitter strand, Twitter thread that's going through here. Nate, how does playing for City compare to playing over in Sweden? Oh, it, I mean it. 
it's, uh, Sweden was nothing compared to this, really. Like, I mean, I told uh, Larry from the Detroit News, like, imagine playing in front of five, six thousand fans, and then you go into this small rural town. I mean, there in the entire town, there's 900 people. So you're playing in front of maybe 30 if they want to step out of their porch and come watch. And so it's it's completely different. I mean, you have woods on one side, you have an apartment building on the other, and then you step on the Keyworth, and you got the smoke bombs, you got the fans chanting. I mean, there it's 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 unbelievable i mean from the from the day i started here with playing in louisville and then opening game in keyworth against ann arbor i mean it's it's been honestly a dream fulfilled play here so in front of five seven thousand fans every game yeah, absolutely the the atmosphere is second to none of course our city radio question thread brought to you by escape to go looking for something fun new and exciting how about an escape room that comes to you escape to go provides an all-new experience to traditional escape rooms they go wherever you are have your next family get together corporate team building activity or a night out with escape to go from the comfort of your own home or office they're michigan's only solely mobile escape room with a 30-foot trailer big enough to host any of your events you can book them year-round they offer a variety of 10 30 and 60 minute packages the great thing about escape to go is you pick the time you pick the location and the game for you your friends family or co-workers to enjoy for questions or booking visit them at www.dead-fun.com or you can call them at 734-506-8253. Check them out on social media at X, the letter X, Scape to Go. That's on the Gram, Facebook, and Twitter. And of course, support the companies that support Detroit City FC. These are city fans that have put their money uh, up here for the City Radio Podcast. So uh, do us a favor, uh, check them out. But we are talking with Nate Steinwasher here on City Radio. At Rick Bauer One also wants to know, Nate, and you're, I'll go to you for this because you don't really have a lot to do with this because you're, you're the keeper. So yeah. how is Detroit going to handle the flopping cosmos? They mean. <laughs> They, they move on you, and then they move and they fall down. What's our counter for that? I, I mean, it's, uh, yeah, they, they definitely drew some fouls. And I, I think from, from that game, what, what I took out of it is that early on, they, they were testing the ref to see what he would call. I mean, he was, he was calling some fouls. Maybe we didn't think they were fouls. He did. Uh, it is what it is at that point. We just have to play the game. And uh, they took advantage of that, definitely, from the start. I mean, every, I mean, every single foul they wanted, it felt like it was called. Um, but like I said, we, we aren't the ref. So we just have to kind of play through it and it's it might be one of those games i mean it might be one of those games where we go to new york we don't get the calls we want so we just have to push through and keep the clean sheet stay organized play the game that we're preparing to play and then if we can do that i think we'll come out with a win well and, and this is something too and remember guys this is neil rule talking i do not necessarily reflect the views of nate steinwasher sean lawson danny deacon or anyone this is neil rule talking when you play on the East Coast, it's different. I'll just say it like that. Yeah. Would you would you agree or disagree? Just a simple agree or disagree. Yeah, it's I different think, when you play on the East Coast. I think anywhere you go, um, especially being as big of a club as we are, it can be different um, or it feels different with a lot of fans. So It's just yeah. different. I'll just say it like that. It's definitely not keyword, that's for sure. <laughs> NGS Tonto wants to know, how is this season, despite the length compared to past city seasons and the overall vibe, the camaraderie within the team, if it's 
different? Is that due to the success that you guys are having this year, the players on the team, or is it something else? I think it's definitely a combination of things. Um, I actually saw that question pop through yesterday, so I had a little more time to think about it. But, yeah, I think it's a combination of things. I think uh, from the start, Trevor James was very open and honest with all the players, um, brought in some great players. And, I mean, the facilities we have now compared to what we had in the past is a, has been a big thing, like having the field house here. We have our players' lounge. All the players come here for breakfast, train in the morning, and then eat lunch here. So I think, like, I mean, that's what six, seven hours out of the day that players are together compared to before. I mean, you, we train either in the morning or afternoon or in the evening, whenever it was. I mean, you were just showing up for trainings, and then you, you kind of had the rest of the day to yourself, or you'd spend time with your roommates. So I think being able to push us to be together every day, six, seven hours, I mean, that's, it. yeah, it definitely shows on the pitch, and then our chemistry on and off the pitch has definitely changed. So, yeah, all that put together, I think we have a great product in the end. Old man Detroit River asks on Twitter, says, please ask Nate how his experience with and approach to training a match day differs now that he's undisputed starter in the Members' Cup versus the other years when you shared time or maybe played behind someone else. He says, also tell him, we're really happy to see you get your due. And people are. Appreciate I mean, yeah, yeah, people, people. And, and Nate, look, I'll, I'll get back. I'll re-ask the question, but this yeah. just makes a question pop into my head that you and I were talking about earlier. And I think I know the answer to this because we, we've all experienced this to some degree in our life. You know, Sean Lawson's up here. I'm sure this this applies to him as well. If you were three inches taller, <laughs> if you were three inches yeah. taller, there'd be a couple more zeros in your bank account. Yeah. That, I'm yeah, of there, that opinion. Yeah, there, there could be. Uh, yeah, I've definitely tried to, you know, get on as many things I can to stretch myself out. Maybe 6'1", <laughs> six, 6'2", six, I don't know. Um, put it down there on a piece of paper, see what happens. But, yeah, I, I think... I think I'm athletic enough. Um, personally, I think I have confidence in myself and my abilities. Yeah, if I was six one, I'd be getting. Yeah, that's a whole two inches I could get. So, right. And I mean, who knows what it would be? But I think yeah, opportunities could come certainly. a lot more. C- certainly. But old man Detroit River wanted to know. You know, has your approach to training a match day differed now that you're in the Members Cup versus the other years where maybe you were sharing time? You know, you're the guy right now. Yeah, I think I think mentally, it's uh, you definitely prepare different. Differently, a little differently as when you're the guy I mean you, you know you're going to be the guy for 90 minutes um, yeah and you, so you go out there you prepare you, you prepare yourself from I mean from the beginning of the day and you know nothing's going to change that as long as you do everything right um, and when you're sitting behind someone I mean it's it's definitely a different world it's tough uh, but at the same time you have to be ready for anything so if, if that guy goes down you're the next one up so you, you do have to still prepare yourself in a different manner um, but yeah, to an extent, I think I think both ways you have to be ready. But when you're the guy, I mean, I, there's definitely a different sense of confidence that you feel. A little more swag. Interior, when you, when you exterior. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, hey, you, you know it's it's funny, Nate, watching you play, and then getting a chance to sit down and talk with you. You don't. Trying to think of the proper way to, to phrase this. A little different like, personality. Yeah, absolutely, hundred yeah. percent. I mean, like there, there's a quiet confidence about the way that you carry yourself. Like you, you strike me as somebody who's been there that maybe under the under the surface has has a bit of a chip on his shoulder but at the same time when when you talk to you you're very confident 
individual. You're confident in what you do, and you exude that on the pitch, but but to a certain degree. I mean, you're, it's not over. You know, you don't overdo it. Yeah, yeah. I think I think that's one of the things I pride myself in, and uh, over the years, it's definitely been something I've worked on. Um, I mean, it just com- comes down to mental strength, and you know, things aren't going to go my way, and I, I knew that from the start. Like we've talked, like like you mentioned. I mean, if I was three inches taller, I know I could be a lot more places. I mean, I might not be sitting down here right now. I could be in a different league. Who knows? But yeah, but it wouldn't be as cool. Though, yeah, right yeah, here right exactly, now. exactly. You know, exactly. Be, so, yeah, I wouldn't have the opportunity to play for Detroit cool City. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, that's a good point, though. Um, I, like I said, it's one of the things I pride myself in. Um, whatever, whatever comes at me, I'm ready for it. And at the same time, um, just you know, being humble about all the opportunities I'm given in life. And like I said, I'm, I'm so thankful to have this opportunity to play again and then to work and play at the same time. I mean, it's, yeah, it's unbelievable. So, yeah. Uh, well, I'm, uh, I'm I'm grateful too, man, that you would come out and take some time out of your night to come and, and sit and rap with us, man. You're you're interesting to talk to. You're, you're a good conversation, man. And, you know, I, I hope you're here for a long time, but at the same time, man, I, I hope that phone rings like you and I were talking about. <laughs> you just sit there and stare at the phone in the offseason. You're like, come on, ring, right. come on, ring. Uh, I, I hope you get whatever you want, man, for real. I, I mean, appreciate it. I do. Man. All right. Thank you so much. Yep, Thanks we'll get, for having me. Yeah, no problem. Nate Steinwasher, everybody, here at the City Clubhouse. It's, we will, uh, in just a couple minutes, talk to Danny Deacon, Detroit City FC, of course. On the road this weekend, the New York Cosmos, it's going down for real in the Members' Cup. The control of the table hangs in the balance as those two teams will match up. Of course, you can come out here to the City Clubhouse. They'll have a wide party going on. You can watch City square off against the New York Cosmos. Come on out here with all the City fans and, and get it in, man. And, and you guys will be cheering for everything that's going on. We'll talk to Danny Deacon in just a couple of seconds, but gives me an opportunity to remind you that City Radio, the official podcast of Detroit City FC, is brought to you by Real Team Real Estate and Range Lending. And guys, look, when you buy a house, sell a house, get a mortgage, it's the biggest financial transaction, uh, probably of your life. Go with people that you can trust. Go with the people that I trust. More than that, that I have trusted. Tom Lauer, everybody at Real Team Real Estate. Go to mirealteam.com slash DCFC and check out the website. Get in contact with them. They're experts everywhere from Rochester to Romeo, Downriver, Hamtramck, anywhere that you want to be, anywhere that you want to live. They certainly can help you out and get everything taken care of for you. Again, that's mirealteam.com team.com slash DCFC and support the companies that support the Golden Grizzlies. I can't recommend them enough. Like I said, Tom, not only have I worked with him in the past, he's a friend of mine as well, friend of my family, and uh, certainly is somebody that I wouldn't hesitate to recommend. I'm not saying he'd help you move, but he, he would help you get your house, so you would be able to move into it. Hey, maybe. Knowing Tom, he probably would help you move. So, you know, let us know if there's certainly anything that they can do to help you out real estate-wise. And right now, as promised, interview number two here on City Radio, the official podcast of Detroit City FC, available on iTunes and SoundCloud. We welcome in Danny Deacon. Danny, what's going on, my friend? How are you? How's it going, Neil? Thanks for having me. Absolutely, man. It's, it's good to catch up with you, man. Yeah, um, definitely. 
you know, I'll, I'll get into the whole matchup with the New York Cosmos for you as well. We got Nate's thoughts on it. You have a little bit different angle there, hanging out in the midfield and, and seeing everything that's that's going on. Break it down for us, Danny. How, how do you see this weekend? What, what will you guys have to do to have success on the road? Yeah, it's going to be a tough one. It's going, it's going to be a bit like um, Chattanooga away, I think, where we're going to have to be um, very disciplined defensively. Um, but I also think that we have enough quality to take it to them. So, um, you know, when we, when we do when we do win the ball back in transition and stuff like that I think we need to get at them and, and not just let them keep coming at us kind of thing and um, yeah I mean it's, it's going to be definitely a tough game but I'm, I'm positive that if, if we play like we have been playing the last couple of weeks that we'll get a result and speaking of that Danny the matchup that was here at Keyworth and I talked to some people about it they asked me you know how was it and I said what, what struck me about it and I've, I've seen the game obviously at different levels those were two professional sides going at each other I mean, you can get caught up in the stigma of the leagues or, or anything like that or the, the sanctioning or anything like that. All I know, there was 11 on one side, 11 on the other side a flat-out pros. I mean, it was high-level stuff out there. Yeah, it was. Um, and, you know, they have a lot of experience, and I'm sure their budget, their wage salary is, like, a lot higher than ours. But, um, yeah, they, they were a quality team. They're very effective. Um, like I said, they have a lot of experience, and they know how to play. They know how they want to play. And, um, yeah, I thought the same. I thought it was definitely the, the hardest game we've played all year. Um, and I'm sure that the rematch will be just the same. Yeah, absolutely. Danny Deacon joining us here. We're at the City Clubhouse. So, Danny, let, let's get into your story a little bit. I mean, native of England, obviously, uh, tried to tried to go pro uh, yeah. a little bit younger age. But let's go back there. Uh, Danny Deacon in England, yeah. uh, young lad, wa- yeah. wants to turn pro. Take it from there. Yeah, so um, I originally started out at Sheffield Wednesday, actually. Um, I was there for maybe two years when I was really young. And then... Uh, um, Sheffield United came in for me which is obviously my my boyhood club like I've supported them ever since I was a baby so um, I moved to Sheffield United um, was up there till I was like 18 I think and then um, at that time it was at 18 it's if you don't get a professional contract you're kind of done um, there's no none of this stuff now where it's like I think there's an under 23s and a development team right now um, to kind of give you those extra years to develop but yeah back then it was 18 and when I was 18 I wasn't really like filled out I hadn't really developed that much so it was tough and you know they said look we don't have room for you so it was one of those ones it was do I give up like a lot of lads do back home or do I try and figure out how I'm going to make it pro somewhere else Um, so I went into the non-leagues didn't really like it and then this opportunity came to come to America and um, the, the thought process behind it was I'd be able to more or less train every day keep developing um, obviously have the degree to fall back on and yeah I mean I kind of took a leap of faith coming out here I'd never been to America before just kind of packed my bags said bye to mom and dad and out here I came and you know it's been like six years now and um, it's been an up and down road but you know I, I wouldn't change it for the world and, and, and speaking of that I mean and, and I've always said this too I, I, I speak about this when I tell the story of my wife's my wife's parents are, are straight from Italy and, mm-hmm. and, and they came over he just he showed up here and figured it out went to work for Ford and worked for 45 years and did his job yeah uh, showing up not knowing the language I mean a, a little bit different for you, you being English speaking but again I mean the the impact of it's still the same I mean there's certainly a bit of a culture shock too you you come in uh, you end up at South Carolina 
but here you are, this 18-year-old yeah. boy, more, more or less, yeah, yeah, yeah. showing up. I mean, you're in a totally different culture, a totally different world, totally different way of doing things. I can't imagine that, especially at 18, on your own. Yeah. Was, was it a struggle at all? It really was. And um, I didn't actually start off at South Carolina. I went to a right. small Division two school in Erie, Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. So I remember actually, like, getting off the flight in Erie. I was just, you know, it was it was really cold. Um, it was raining. I was just got off this little small propeller plane. I was like, where the hell am I? Like, um, But, yeah, like, I remember distinctly those first two weeks being away from home was very, very hard. Like, I didn't know really much about being homesick, but... I def- it's definitely a real thing, you know. Um, I remember, I remember calling up my mum on on FaceTime at the time, and I was like, I didn't know how to cook, I didn't know how to do laundry. Like it was like a step process, you know, of being thrown in the deep end and, and having to learn. So yeah, it was it was a massive culture shock for me. I, I, I can certainly imagine. Can certainly imagine. So so you play well. You end up at South Carolina. Uh, you rip it up at South Carolina. You're all conference USA performer. Yep. Now there's some buzz about you. Now now people are talking about you. you get Get drafted by Orlando City, and we had Baky Goodman on a couple of episodes ago. Mm-hmm. And I asked him, I said, "Does does the phone ring? Is it like uh, is it like the drafts on TV or anything like that?" And Baky said, "No, I found out on Twitter. Like like yeah. everybody else. How, how did you find out that no, you had been drafted?" I was the exact same because um, <laughs> I know the uh, I think rounds three and four they don't really televise it. Right, it's just kind of like a conference call. So um, yeah, I was. I remember I was at home. Um, I was kind of just like I don't know. I think I was watching TV or something, and then my phone just blew up all of a sudden and you know I looked on Twitter and there it was like Orlando City so like Danny Deacon I think it was like the 64th pick or something yep. and it was kind of crazy to be honest and then not, a couple of minutes later the, the head coach rang me up and he you know introduced me to Orlando and said can't wait to meet up with me and whatever and it was kind of surreal to be honest yeah and I, I'm always curious about this because when that happens it, you said yourself you, you left your family you left England for this moment I mean yeah. whether you're picked number one over Overall, your pick 64 overall, I, I imagine that doesn't make too much of a difference to you because you did, and no matter what happens in your career, you did what you set out to do, and, yep. and that's, that has to make you feel good. No, it wasn't. I was really proud of myself for doing it, you know. Um, right. I, I came out here with that goal of, of making it pro, and it did happen for a short time. So, yeah, I mean, I was, I was very proud, but at the same time, we all know soccer. It's, it's an up-and-down profession. It's not an easy line of work, and... Um, you know, it didn't last as long as I wanted it to last, but you know, I'm still trying. I'm sure. in Detroit now. I'm trying to make it work. So yeah, we'll see what happens. Take us through that. Why? Why? Why didn't it work out for you? I just think it was a combination of things. Um, obviously, being international over here with the system, with the international spots and all that kind of stuff, it's very hard. And that, that is, a, I don't think the, the common American sports fan recognizes that you, as an international, you are a distinct disadvantage in the MLS. Yes, definitely. Like I think if I'd have been an American, I'd have probably had a bit of a better shot at it. But um, obviously, being an international, I was taking up an international spot. You know, they had big guys like Kaka. Well, you're, you're in Orlando at the time. Yeah, it's it's yeah, like yeah. Danny Deacon and, yeah. and Kaka. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> There's a bit of a difference there, but um, uh, yeah, so you had all these big name guys, you know, taking up the international spots, and um, it's tough. And then not only that, I got injured in preseason. I did really well in my first preseason game. I got picked up a little groin injury. I was out for maybe two or three weeks. And then obviously, when you're not in the plan,
fans in pre-season for two or three weeks you know it's hard to get back they, in they forget about you quick exactly exactly so um, and then yeah it was kind of moved to the USL team it's hard being at USL team with when it's affiliated with one of the bigger MLS clubs because you know because there is a distinct difference there, there's yeah. two philosophies and, and yeah. obviously I'm a commentator for USL so I get mm-hmm. it when you talk to these coaches one coach will tell you you know we're moving forward and we're trying to win yeah. and then the other organization they have a, a completely different setup that they're looking for they're strictly developing players yeah. for their top level yeah so there's that conflict of interest you know the USL coach wants to win games the MLS coach wants you to play exactly the same as the MLS team and then not only that it's you know you could have been playing well for three or four games getting into a little bit of a groove and then someone from the MLS team needs minutes or someone's coming back from injury in the MLS team and they're straight in the USL team so you know it's really tough um, but you know it was one of those things like looking back on it I wish I'd have done things a little bit differently but you know I learned from it and here I am now yeah absolutely I know City fans are certainly glad that you're here this is the City Radio Podcast the official podcast of Detroit City FC brought to you by Real Team Real Estate and Range Lending go to mirealteam.com slash DCFC they have a new city theme website do me a favor click on it right now if you're if you're sitting at home listening fire it up on your phone give it a click and check it out certainly if you want to get in the real estate market my name is Neil Rule Danny Deacon with us here live at the City Clubhouse soccer leagues are going uh, people are hanging out the drinks are flowing and everything make sure you come here on Saturday if you're not going to be in New York like Mackie will be uh, come by here at the City Clubhouse they'll have a watch party going on uh, show the guys some love even back home here in Detroit so Danny here you are now this is your second go around here with Detroit City and there's some questions about that you want you want to take a couple of questions from uh, yeah, sure. from Twitter you cool with that yep hashtag city radio remember anytime that a question pops in your head go ahead and fire it off because we'll uh, we certainly will get to that and this, this one makes me laugh Jamie Ventura tweets at us ask Danny if he knows Harry Maguire <laughs> I actually do yeah we um we were on the same team at Sheffield United for maybe like three or four years and it's funny because um, he actually lived down the road from me so we would carpool into training together um, and yeah he actually like he still lives pretty local so I, I see him quite often when I go home so there, there you go there's the answer to that <laughs> old man Detroit River tweets at us says uh, Danny is leaving hate Erie to come to city in 2016 was that the greatest decision you've ever made or the greatest decision anyone anywhere has ever made I think it has got to be the greatest <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But uh, again, Danny, uh, one other one for you here with the hashtag City Radio. Uh, Danny, what differences have you seen in the club in your multiple stops here? And also interested to hear how City now stacks up to your other pro experiences, you know, the USL, MLS. So that's, that's a bit of a two-parter there. Let, let's go Let's go with the second one first. How does City now stack up to the other pro experiences you've had? Um, it's, it's, I don't know, it's hard to put uh, to, to um, kind of explain. We have a lot of good players here. Um, I also think that, you know, we've got a lot of talent, but at the same time, when I was at Orlando, we had a lot of, like, veterans. So, like, maybe here, whereas I'm more, one of the more senior players, when I was at Orlando, I was kind of like a little fish, you know? So it's um, it's different. I think that we're, we're definitely on the up here, and um, like, there's a lot of players that could play at a higher level. You know, you got your Bakey Goodmans, your Sean Lawson, Stephen Carroll, and have played at higher levels. Yeah, and have played at higher levels. Exactly. So um, I just, yeah, I mean, I think we're kind of new to it. 
and we're going to get better. So, uh, yeah. Jeremy Churchman tweets at us with the hashtag City Radio. Question for Danny, given your role in the midfield and the attack, how significant has the new turf been for you in the amazingly high quality and quantity of possession that City has had this year? Also, do you have any specific turf monster stories here or anywhere else? No, the, the new turf has been really good for me because I'm a very technical player. Yes. And I like to get on the ball and pass it and distribute it. But, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a lot easier to play now. When I was uh, playing back uh, last year and uh, when I was back in college here, the turf was very, very, very bad. So, um, yeah, it's, it's definitely helped us out a lot as a team. He's not mincing words, folks. I mean, it, 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 it was what it was. There's no question about it. It's hard to play it. on, yes. Uh, at SE underscore pro underscore Luxie says, with this crazy compacted schedule in October, what are the players doing to stay ready but rested as we make the final push towards the Members' Cup? Yeah, um, we're, we, you know, we're in recovery very seriously um, we do a lot of stuff like with the um, ice baths and uh, the recovery boots and all that kind of stuff and you know coach is usually good with uh, giving us like our rest and days off and stuff like that so yeah I mean it's kind of tough because like today for instance we trained and then we've got to catch a flight at like 6am in the morning tomorrow and then we've got to wait around all day and then we've got a game and then you've got to fly back and then you've got another game on Wednesday so it's kind of annoying that the schedule's been kind of condensed at the end of the, the season but um, yeah I mean we're doing the best we can to stay ready absolutely this question comes to you from uh neil rule at neil rule uh, on twitter danny <laughs> uh, i i'm curious to get your take on on the college soccer experience and, th- and this is a bit of a two-parter because talking talking with some folks uh, from england where, where they made mention of the fact about the college soccer system and, and the game itself and and i discussed this last night uh doing division one soccer for espn plus last night do you think the the college soccer game does well to promote the game of soccer and to help, more, I guess most importantly, help develop players to be professionals in it with its with its unlimited substitutions and how it's not it's not really along the lines of what soccer really is. So, so I'll give you for instance, when you're at South Carolina and you can bring in basically a hockey line of, of five substitutes, when, when you're playing with regular international rules and there's three subs, yeah. you have to pick your spots to rest. Yeah out there on the field. I mean, you have to manage yourself and, and figure things out. Do you think that the NCAA version of soccer, do you think that hurts development of, of players here in America? I do. And, um, you know, it was frustrating for me in college because um, at South Carolina, we had like a very strong 11 or maybe 12 or 13. But then outside of that, it kind of like dropped off a little bit. Um, whereas other teams, they would, you know, they'd have like their 11, but then they'd have like another five or six guys who they, they would go to after 30 minutes. And then they come in with a fresh set of legs and then they make it hard for you so it's it's almost like a different sport it is um, and like you said about there's so many things with it and then I also think not playing like in, in fall and spring you know you have your spring season but it's not really like a competitive season right. you know so I definitely think there's things like that that they can improve on and um, and if they did do that I think it would generate more professionals you know um, but yeah I mean the, the whole thing about the unlimited subs and then there's like the the overtimes and it's just not really like soccer it's not around, real. yeah it's not it's not like it's supposed to be and, and it's interesting to me and again this is Neil Rule not not the necessarily the opinions of Danny Deacon but 
but it's interesting to me with NCAA soccer, it's the only sport the NCAA goes against what it is. Like in terms of the three subs and, and how things are real. Basketball is the same as, yeah. as, as pro basketball is. I mean, the shot clock's different, but that's about it. The yeah. dimensions are the same and the subs and all that stuff. Baseball is the same. Uh, volleyball is the same. I mean, it's it's all the same except for soccer. Yeah, and I don't really get it. I don't either. It's, I don't have an answer for you, but um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's like you say, like basketball and all the other sports are exactly the same, but then for some reason, soccer, they kind of put their own spin on it and, you know, maybe they find it more enjoyable or like, but to be honest, it's, I, I don't think there's many people who's in the college game who doesn't who does like it you know right I, and I, I certainly would agree with it. it's just it's a it's been a hot topic of debate yeah. you know as, as America tries to improve themselves but you know Danny final couple minutes of the show you're listening to the city radio podcast brought to you by real team real estate and range lending we're live at the city clubhouse again going back to it New York cosmos all the chips in the middle of the table what do you what do you guys have to do to win this match we just have to defend really well, and then I think we have enough quality to, to get one or two. Um, but, you know, if we don't defend, then it's going to be a very long night for us. Um, I know that they're going to be prepared. They're going to be working and training for us all week. Um, yeah, I just I just think if we if we stayed defensively solid like we did in Chattanooga and then catch them on the break, you know, and then, I, I, I mean, that's for me, that's like what we're going to have to do. We're going to have right. to get to win it, yeah. An entire, an entire season, man. You guys have been going since April. It, it comes down to 90 minutes in New 90 York. 90 minutes of football. Yeah, and, and if we don't get a result, then it's kind of like, you know, the last two games are... Up no, in the air? Yeah, exactly. It's great, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Well, Danny, uh, again, man, I appreciate your time. It's very cool of you. It's, it's great to talk with you, great to yep. chat with you, get to know your story and everything like that. And, uh, you know, it, it, however the season shakes out, it shakes out. And the same thing I said to Nate, uh, I'll, I'll be sad, but when you work in sports, you get to you get to learn this. I would be sad if you left, but at the same time, I would be happy for you. You know, it, it's sad yep. for me, but happy for you because, you know, I'm pulling for that phone to ring, man. Yep. I really am. Yeah, appreciate it. Absolutely. I'm sure I'm sure all the fans do as well. Danny Deacon, everybody. My name is Neil Rule. Appreciate everybody listening to City Radio, the official podcast of Detroit City FC, brought to you by Real Team Real Estate and Range Lending. Visit them, mirealteam.com slash DCFC. We'll see you next week, everybody, right here at the City Clubhouse.